Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Find a comfy spot and enjoy. Academy Days, Episode 3, How Nora Sees It. Nora Argine rounded the corner towards the third floor stairs and stopped dead in her tracks. Actually, Corn Irving was lying on the floor, and he kind of looked dead. His face was white, his eyes were closed, and his head was cocked back funny because of the backpack beneath him. He resembled an upside-down turtle. Lacey Winters bent forward on her knees above him, eyes wide, mouth slightly open, her face nearly as white as Corrin's. Chandler Pace knelt on the other side of Corrin, yelling into his unresponsive face. Nora turned and dashed down the hallway to find help in the shape of the school nurse. Seriously, Lacey had about as much practical sense as a flamingo, and Chandler could have won a hyper-competition with preschoolers on red food dye. The future of America seemed shaky in the hands of people like her schoolmates. Nora found the nurse and calmly explained that Corrin looked as if he were knocked unconscious. The nurse hustled to the scene. Smelling salts were administered. Lacey babbled about being sorry and that it was all her fault. Nora couldn't really understand her. The freshman girl kept sobbing about tripping Corrin because of a peasant princess. Nora finally tuned Lacey out. Chandler kept saying things like, Dude, and whoa, which was repetitive, but less confusing. Corn opened glazed eyes and identified his own name, his birth date, and the current president of the United States. Okay, everybody back to class except for Corin. You lie still while I call your parents, the nurse said. You may have a slight concussion. I think we'd better get you to the emergency room. Lacey let out a wail, and Chandler just kept repeating, I thought he was dead. He looked dead. Didn't he look dead, Nora? Nora nodded. Seriously, there was no need to go on and on like no one had ever fallen downstairs and hit their head before. She tapped Lacey on the shoulder. Come on, we're all late for class. Lacey got to her feet. One of her shoes trailed laces as she took two steps backwards towards the stairs. Oh, Corin, she whispered wiping tears from her face with one sleeve of her blouse. She should have used her headband. The stretched-out cloth hung loosely around her neck. Nora secured hall passes for both girls from the nurse and went up to the third floor. There she delayed again while helping Lacey figure out which classroom to enter. By the time she got to English class, she could feel the tired expression on her face. Evidence of the silent endurance of people who were just so needy. Mrs. Tomer nodded at Nora as she handed over the hall pass. The teacher barely glanced at it before laying it aside on her desk. Obviously, Mrs. Tomer wasn't concerned. If Nora was late, it was for a legit reason, and she could be depended upon to catch up on anything she had missed. Nora settled in and took detailed notes on her book report rubric. If she chose a classic approximately 250 pages long, she could split it into 50 pages per night and have the book read within a week. She could turn the book report in at least a week and a half early and get the extra credit, and then she'd have time to get ahead several lessons in geometry. Nora jotted down her homework timeline and her agenda. 
If she worked it right, she would have extra time to study a few more of the case notes her cousin had emailed her last weekend. Nora gazed down at the plan and vowed to make it work. Mrs. Tomer concluded her instructions and gave the class some free time. What is that? Sophie Schroeder leaned across the aisle and peered at Nora's agenda. Are you making graphs of your homework again? thought that was just freshman nerves last year. Nora closed her agenda. I'm thinking ahead. Sophie nodded. Yeah, me too. I wonder what's for lunch. You'd think they'd serve something like pizza or chicken tenders on the first day back to school. But you know Miss Mallory. It'll probably be spinach quiche or those fat sausages. Bratwurst. Those. Sophie sighed. I wish Miss Mallory were more conventional as a school cook. Nora nodded and raised her hand. May I go to the library to look for my book for the report? She asked Mrs. Tomer. Oh, me too. Sophie whipped out her agenda. Might as well get my book early and use it as a paperweight or something, right? Was she serious? Nora got her pass and tried to speed down the hallway ahead of Sophie. Well, girl, the classics aren't going anywhere. No one checks them out unless they have to. What's the rush? Sophie caught up with Nora. Hey, did you sign up for that new student-to-student mentorship program thing? The administration is pairing freshmen and sophomores with a junior and senior. Nora paused at the bulletin board. Maybe Sophie wouldn't notice and keep walking. Sophie stopped, too. I think it's going to be announced next week. I hope I don't get paired with some fizzy pop. Nora finally glanced at Sophie. What? I'm starting a new term for popular girls. It'll catch on. Try to drop it into conversations whenever you can. Nora turned away without reply and kept walking towards the stairs. Sophie followed and kept talking. Anyway, imagine getting paired with someone like Zoe. Or London. Nora nodded. The idea of either junior mentoring anybody was ridiculous. I mean, I like raising dogs and taking voice lessons. They, I don't know, probably spend most of their time texting. No doubt. Nora peered down the stairwell. No sign of Corin. He was probably at the hospital by now. Nora jogged down the two flights of stairs to the first floor. As she'd done with Lacey, she tuned out on Sophie's chatter. For the hundredth time, Nora thought about how impractical the school building was. Easton Christian Academy was housed in an old sewing factory built back in the 1800s. The three-story building had divisions for elementary, middle, and high school. Everybody shared the library, cafeteria, chapel, and science lab located on the north side of the first floor. What a waste of time to have to go so far to check out a book. Maybe when she became a successful judge, she'd rebuild ECA and donate some law books to the library. Nora gave herself the luxury of daydreaming for a whole 30 seconds before stepping into the library and snapping back into work mode. This was a lesson she could have taught Lacey Winters, how to limit daydreaming and how to keep the mind on task. Planning was way more effective than daydreaming. Sophie grabbed her arm. I saw the list for a half a second on the secretary's desk. I think you're paired with Carmen. Nora blinked. What? Carmen Oliver, you know, the senior in the wheelchair. Nora shook her head. What about her? 
She's going to be your mentor. Nora shook her head again. I don't need a mentor. She turned away and headed towards the classic section. Sophie followed. Then why did you sign up for the program? Free tutoring. I'm hoping to get paired with someone who's great with numbers. Nora murmured as she ran a finger across book spines. She glanced down at the list of possible titles Mrs. Tomer had provided. She wished they were starting out the year with a non-fiction book report. What use was it to dwell on moldy stories written by dead people? She hadn't even gotten through the A authors when she spotted her choice. Sense and sensibility. Sounded good. Nora was a huge advocate of sense. Most people needed way more sense than they actually had. She pulled the book from the shelf and started flipping through the pages. Wait, was this actually some kind of romance? Nora raised the book to slide it back onto the shelf. She heard someone behind her and braced herself for another Sophie spiel. Nora, you need to go back up to the third floor right away. It was Mr. Hurst, the librarian. Now, can't I find a book first? Nora lowered sense and sensibility as she spoke. Mr. Hurst shook his head. You need to go right away. It's your brother. Nora frowned. If he's in trouble, it's his own fault. Mr. Hurst lowered his voice. He's not in trouble. He's, well, they think he's having a seizure. Nora's heart gave one tremendous thump and settled into turbo mode. She turned and ran for the library exit. Nora? Sophie squeaked as Nora rushed past. Disconnected thoughts passed through her mind as she rushed down the north hallway towards the stairs. Thoughts of shrapnel and his gang. The money that hadn't been enough. The way Xavier had never said he was sorry. A siren echoed in through the open stairwell window as Nora turned the corner. And then, for the first time in a long time, Nora couldn't ignore how much she cared about her older brother and what had happened to him. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days. Come back next Tuesday for another episode. Thank you to Ashley Plank for Academy Days cover art and to Michael DiStefano for Academy Days theme music. Thanks for listening. <laughs>